like that. The final hour is here on the Thursday edition of Hot Mike with Evan Rolling along today. Rolling along. Look at that. Rolling on the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us. Chad coming up in 20 minutes. Ryan Leaf will be on the uh, the show today. Always great. Previewing NFL and college football uh, across the board, which uh, kicks off tonight uh, for the NFL in Week 6. Kansas City hosting Denver. Chad, the weekend is here. It's official. You've declared Thursday the new new start of the weekend based on football. It is by royal decree that <laughs> Thursday right. is the new start of the weekend during autumn. Someone made fun of me in the YouTube chat for using the word autumn. They said Chad would use autumn. You know what? I would. I will again. Autumn. It's not used enough. Now that it's Thursday, I think we need to use autumn more. Actually, I shouldn't say they were dissing me for that. It may have been a compliment. It may have been someone saying, Maybe. oh, you just seem like the type of guy who says the word autumn. That could have absolutely been a compliment. So apologies to whoever put that in the YouTube chat yesterday. But in autumn, Thursday is the new start of the weekend. So congratulations, everyone. You made it. It's been a, a tough week at work. But here we are. We're Congrats. having fun. We're being light. We're getting you through the week. And uh, we're getting you into a fun-filled sports weekend that hopefully starts tonight on this weekend night with my Braves forcing a Game 5. I hope so, man. Against the Phillies. Because I want to see... Series-defining Game uh, 5. But what I hate about it is, Hutton, we run into this this problem where it's on a football Saturday. <laughs> game <laughs> 5. And I just still have a hard time when you get, you know, 13 or 12 or 13 big Saturdays in the yeah. fall. And that's it. Of diverting my attention for college football. But I'll do it for the Braves in a Game 5. I will definitely do it there. So you're saying that you will not be... Uh... You keep an eye on, but you're not heavily invested in Kansas City-Denver tonight. I will be watching Kansas City-Denver tonight. Yes. Okay. I will be checking in during Braves-Phillies. I am also First very quick, especially... 707 Like, football is one that, okay, you're down a couple scores. I'll keep watching and see if it gets better. If the Braves fall behind three or four runs, I'm not watching. You're done. I will turn it away and turn back in 20 minutes and see if it's gotten any better. I, I have a hard time watching a game where my team is well behind Unless at any football. point correct baseball yeah. I, I i can't do it football i can't Allie, by the way says she was not making fun of me that it was classy oh. that i used the word autumn thank you Allie. you're classy i bet ali yeah i bet ali uses autumn as well yeah most s- sophisticated people do yeah but i need to use it more than yeah just so i can pretend pretend to be uh, sophisticated i started reading today hutton the book that inspired oppenheimer you told I'm me so that. into the oppenheimer world after watching the movie that I uh, went to my local library, which not a lot of people do anymore. I've been How many people getting were books there? in the library. There was uh, two people there, one of which was trying to get me to sign a petition to have a third party, a political party in the state of Tennessee. I declined. I just said, no, nah, I don't have enough time. Sorry, but good luck to you. As I walked into the library, there's one person in don't there have reading time. something. I'm at the library. Yeah, I'm here at the library. I need to get my book and get out. Yeah, you know what? I need though, to bring this like- book in studio. This thing is gigantic. And the late the librarian who handed it to me said, you, "Do you have a tablet or of some sort?" It's like an old school hymnal. And I said, "I do." And she said, "You can go through the library app, and we yeah. can get this to you in tablet form." And she said, "You'll read it so much faster because <laughs> the font is bigger." And she said, "Not only is this thing thick, the font is tiny on this book. I, I'll bring it in for show and tell tomorrow." Not a great I'm place through to the get... prologue. I read the prologue, and it was very interesting. If you're looking for a, a, a minimum amount, uh, a threshold of signatures, the, the library is not the best place to go. It was an go. odd choice. I guess they think people who go to the local library like civically-minded, so yeah, they'll get a lot I mean, of people to sign it. But 
two or three people in there, and that's all you're getting, right? Well, when I left, there was a mom and her young daughter walking oh, nice. in. Like, a lot of kids go to the library. Parents will take their kids there. We're walking in, and the mom did stop and, and hear them out. I, I, I'm a worse person than that. I, I'm not going to hear you out. I'm just going to walk right yeah, past you. You're you. there for a purpose. I will kind of stop and, and act petition. like I'm acknowledged. Like, I, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm going to pass. That was, I think that was my actual response was, as they were saying, uh, excuse me, we're trying to get you to sign for a third political party. I'm sorry I'm going to pass, but thank you. I'm polite, but I kept walking and declined to sign anything. Chad, uh, week six kicks off tonight in the NFL, and it is time for one big thing on every NFL game. Weekly notes. Uh, you've got two NFL teams, Philadelphia and San Francisco, who enter week six without a loss. And you have two NFL teams, Philadelphia and San Francisco, without that, that enter the week, and they have not surrendered a point off of their own turnovers. Road teams, by the way, so far this year, a combined 41 and 37 this season. That includes the two international games. That's the league's best road record entering week six since 2019. Bye weeks, Steelers and Packers. Broncos at one and four. The Chiefs are four and one. Thursday night football is the first divisional matchup for Kansas City. And the Chiefs have beaten the Broncos in 15 consecutive games. Mm. Broncos won a Super Bowl more recently than they have defeated Kansas City. That's tough. Divisional rivalry, you think yeah. they couldn't get one in that stretch? 15 straight is tough. Sean Payton. 10 and 12 now without Drew Brees. Heard a lot about Bill Belichick without Brady. Sean Payton now 10 and 12 is his record. Uh, odd but true, the Chiefs are a surprising ninth in the league in scoring. They're averaging just under 26 points per game. Mahomes, last week, he became the first quarterback to beat all 31 teams before the age of 30. Love that stat. Ravens and Titans in London. It's it's officially a home game for the Titans. Tally ho. Yeah. The, the, the Ravens, they have 13 touchdowns on 18 red zone trips. 72% touchdown rate. You've got the Titans offense. Awful, awful in the red zone. Uh, the Titans, 2-0 at home, 0-3 on the road. And while this is technically a home game... They're playing it in London and not in Tennessee, of course. Baltimore left Sunday night, Monday morning to head over. They were boat race the last time they played in London. Tennessee just departed. They're probably an hour into their flight right now. Baltimore's uh, last nine-game series, uh, last nine series, excuse me, against the uh, Steelers last week in the defense, Chad. Three turnovers, a safety, three punts, and then two turnovers on downs, plus nine drop passes in the game. Am I wrong just to absolutely hammer bet the Ravens in this game because of the time they've had to get acquainted there, especially considering what I just saw from Jacksonville having spent the week in London after their game in London and the way the Bills looked yep. lethargic to start that game against the Jags, and the Jags won. All Ravens in this one. Commanders... On the road to take on the Falcons. Desmond Ritter, he passed for a career high, 329 yards last week. And now it's Van Jefferson added to his wide receiver core. The Falcons have uh, only scored 83 points this year, and they've allowed 96. But their record, they have a winning record. They're 3-2 and two right now. Commanders, they've failed uh, against the run recently. Could be a big day 
for uh, B. John Robinson. Uh, get ready. And Ritter, by the way, David mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. He is now 31-0 at home in his collegiate and pro career. That is crazy. 31-0. That's cool. Vikings hit the road to take on the Bears. The winner of this game gets out of the NFC North basement. The Vikings, they've been solid against rushing quarterbacks. They've held opposing quarterbacks to the fifth fewest yards per carry. And that is a schedule that includes facing Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Bryce Young. Justin Jefferson's on injured reserve. That means Jordan Addison needs to pick up the pace. 19 catches for him. And uh, the over has hit in all five games for the Bears this season. It's the only team in the NFL where the over's hit in all five. In some of those games, it's because they're terrible on defense, not because their offense is lighting it up. Yeah. Just to Still pays if you take the over, Jeff. Yeah. Hey, it's, good, it's good betting advice. Seahawks are 3-1. They're coming off their bye week. They travel to Cincinnati. The Bengals are 2-3. Jamar Chase targeted 19 times last week. He finished with a single-game franchise record, 15 catches, and his first touchdowns of the season. He scored three times. Seahawks, they don't have uh, a great pass defense, top to bottom. And that means Chase and Burrow could be connecting again uh, as, what did, what did Chase say? I'm always open. Yeah. Feed me the football. I'm always bleeping open. Yeah, in fact. that's right. Uh, uh, can the Bengals get after Geno Smith? Trey Hendrickson, uh, Sam Hubbard, the Seahawks are hurting at the tackle spots. If they do that, Cincinnati is going to win this game. 49ers, of course, 5-0. and They're taking on the 2-2 two and two Browns. Christian McCaffrey can tie the NFL record for consecutive games with a touchdown. 15 games uh, if he scores on Sunday. Browns, of course, coming off the bye. Don't know if Watson's going to be available. He did not practice again today. They it still hasn't lost a regular season game, Brock Purdy. He's 10-0, and he hasn't thrown an interception this season. And, Chad, you brought up Purdy's salary, $870,000. Deshaun Watson's salary this season, $46 million. The two quarterbacks who could be on the field. If not, the And based on performance, on you should flip those two. Yeah. Saints and Texans in Houston. Through two weeks, Alvin Kamara, 24 and a half touches per game. His previous career high was 22. He's come back in the mix, and they've fed him the football a, a lot. C.J. Stroud set an NFL record for attempts to start a career without an interception. 186. And he's uh, third in the league in passing yards right now. He has seven touchdown passes. It's been a very nice start with a long way to go. But he's hit the ground running and has done it really well. They, the under is hitting all five games for the Saints this season, Chad. Bit of a surprise of the three high picks that we're starting this year to be the best of the three in the early part of the season. Yes. Uh, to me, is, is C.J. Stroud and what he's done. Colts and Jags in Jacksonville. Both teams are three and two. Keep in mind, Jacksonville spent two weeks in London. They're coming back to host uh, the, the week later. And Who Gardner else is Minshew, coming back to Gardner Jacksonville? Gardner Minshew taking on his old Minshew team. Minshew mania is back, baby. When Minshew's been in the lineup for Indianapolis, the Colts turn around and they hand the football off. Running backs, when Minshew's in the lineup, have at least 30 touches combined. Expect that to rise. With Jonathan Taylor now, he's full go. Zach Moss is coming off a career performance. Uh, load up on the run game in this. 
and uh, fantasy football league players in the past four weeks, uh, Christian Kirk has twice as many receptions per game compared to Calvin Ridley. Going the opposite way there. Panthers at 0-5. They're taking on the Dolphins. Last week, the Dolphins scored 31 points uh, in, what, three quarters before they let their foot off the gas. Dolphins defense built to rush the passer, and that's pointing to an 0-6 start for Carolina. Uh, Dolphins are averaging 32.6 points per game this season. That's best in the NFL. They lead the league in both passing offense and rushing offense. Late afternoon kickoffs, Patriots and Raiders. It sounds crazy, but the seat is hot for both coaches in this game. Josh McDaniels takes on Bill Belichick. Mac Jones, he's lost 12 straight games as an underdog. Uh, the Patriots made Jacoby Myers a low ball offer. He then went and got what he wanted, $33 million in Las Vegas. Well, Juju Smith-Schuster took that same offer and signed in New England. Cardinals and Rams, after being taken uh, with the 177th pick, Nakua uh, is second in the league with 572 receiving yards. Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, the only other players in the league who have a higher team target percentage than Puka Nakua right now. It's a great story. And the Rams, surprisingly competitive, yeah. at least in my opinion. Eagles are 5-0. and They're on the road to take on the New York Jets. Jalen Carter, rookie defensive tackle, tied for seventh in the league with 23 quarterback pressures. The Eagles always do well at talent evaluation. In this case, it fell to them. They moved up to nine and got the best player in the top 10. Lions and Bucks. Detroit is legit. 12 and three in their last 15 regular season games. They can run, they can pass, they can do it all. They rank fourth in scoring right now across the NFL. Sunday night football. It's the Giants hitting the road. They're in Buffalo. Not a very long road trip for them. Uh, Giants at one and four. Buffalo three and two. And dating back to the uh, 2019 season, the Giants and Jets have played a total of 25 night games combined two and 23 is Ooh. the record since 2019. That's rough. Daniel Bills, Jones. A 14 and a half point favorite okay. this game, by the way. Daniel Jones, he's been sacked 17 times the past two games. And he left Sunday's game with a, a neck injury. And Saquon Barkley, uh, whenever he's not in the lineup, it's uh, it's brutal. They don't have much going on. 34 possessions the last three games. They have one touchdown, six field goals, three interceptions, and a fumble. Brutal what's going on there. Monday Night Football, Chad. Chargers hosting the Cowboys. Chargers coming off the bye. Dallas reeling after what happened last week against San Francisco. And uh, Austin Eckler is scheduled to make his debut for Los Angeles. Revenge game for the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Chargers, they have played down to their level of competition. That's not going to uh, be the case this weekend if you buy into the fact that they play up or down to their competition. As for Dallas, CeeDee Lamb, he's been upset about his lack of touches recently. I expect him to get the football a lot like Jamar Chase did. Maybe not that many. If they want to feed him that much, have at it. Would love that for fantasy football. Justin Herbert, one interception on his uh, 145 pass attempts this year. He's protecting the football a lot better. Uh, the question is, can Brandon Staley just dial it back just a tad on the aggressive play calling? Fourth downs, randomly at your own 34-yard line, inopportune moments. 
your percentage chances of winning don't really go up all that much uh, based on the analytics. If he can protect himself from himself in those moments, I think the Chargers are a wild card team. Hutton, same, same for uh, Cincinnati, although Cincinnati's got a gauntlet schedule coming. Hutton, what do we do to deserve a Kellen Moore revenge tour and a Gardner Minshew revenge tour in the same weekend? It's huge. Gardner can't, Minshew. Can't imagine it getting any better than this. Once upon a time, you could land in Jacksonville and the airport was just... You were greeted he, by the voice of Gardner Minshew. Uh, the voice and the photo. His picture was everywhere. And then they drafted Trevor Lawrence and traded him quickly and ripped down those signs. Ryan Leaf joins us next. We talk NFL and college football. Sixth and Peabody, are located with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us across the Outkick Network as we broadcast from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Ryan Leaf about to join us uh, coming up in just a, uh, a couple of minutes here as uh, he jumps into uh, the, the Zoom room. Uh, Chad, pretty big, uh, yet another week where the Pac-12 is on center stage for college football and uh, the national audience. And massive matchup in regards to Washington and Oregon this week for the college football playoff and much more. That is the big one. Um, interesting to see what the reception is like with college game day in town. We will probably get into this with, with Ryan here momentarily, considering the animosity that a lot of PAC 12 fans feel towards yeah. ESPN. Yep. So um, we can certainly get into that, but that game along with USC in South Bend, Take on Notre Dame. Big weekend for the Pac-12. He's the host of the Straight Line Pod, and he joins us uh, weekly at this time. Uh, for that, we're very grateful. Ryan Leaf, how are you, man? I'm good, fellas. Good to see you. Big college football weekend. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. break this down for us. What Washington, Oregon, and one or two matchups that will decide this game. Defensive stops, period. Just It's what defensive front is able to get uh, enough stops uh is it going to be three or four for one team because that's going to be the difference it's going to be a high scoring game very similar to last year and it's going to come down to who gets more stops you would think that lends itself to dan lanning okay um but you just you just don't know and uh ironically enough in an offensive shootout it's going to come down to a defensive stop or a turnover that ultimately changes the course of this game the fact that it's in seattle i think i think uh uh lends itself to to Washington maybe walking away from this victorious. Do you get the sense that the winner is facing the loser again in the Pac-12 championship, or is it way too early to get there? Way too early to get there. You you have no idea how this is going to play out. UCLA, if their freshman quarterback continues to improve, their defense is special. That's something that Chip Kelly hasn't had in a long time. Um, you know, Oregon State's still a team to to be reckoned with. Utah's going to have to say in things. Yeah, um, I, I you know people probably still think USC does. Uh, it doesn't matter if they win or lose against Notre Dame this weekend. They're still in the Pac-12 conference, uh, dealing with that. But you know they've got a tough road to hoe uh, over the next uh, six weeks. Washington State's still in the mix. They really are. They go to Oregon uh, in two weeks after they host Arizona this week. So yeah, it's this is just uh, one in a, a line of a lot of great games in the Pac-12 over the final six weeks of the season for sure. What is it about Bo Nix at Oregon in this version of Bo Nix quarterback that we didn't see at Auburn? 
Well, I think there was instability at Auburn, right? In terms of what they were doing with the head coaching position, where they were going offensively. I think there was a lot of instability and you need to have consistency. It, it just, it, it maintains uh, success. It maintains confidence and trust uh, in your offensive quarter and what you're trying to do. And he's, He's found that there, you know. He, Kenny Dillingham, of course, was was with him in Auburn, mm-hmm. so they had that. He feels very, very comfortable in Eugene uh, doing what they do offensively, and it showcases. He doesn't turn the football over. He doesn't. One turnover this year, uh, and they've been explosive, and the defense backs him up, which which is just another example of complimentary football that, that Dan Lanning brings to the table. So I was just scrolling through, as they call it, X now, and, and not Twitter. Uh, Jim Williams, who's a guy who's closely affiliated with the Pac-12 we've had on the show, he's a sports media insider. He threw out the question, and not really a question in one part of it, and just said, there's legitimate animosity with the Pac-12 towards ESPN. And he said, it's going to be fascinating to see the scene as college game day goes to Seattle on Saturday morning where there are a lot of people in the state of Washington calling on Cougs fans to show up, even Washington fans welcoming them in to chant at college game day as the broadcast is going on. Brian, I'm not trying to get you in trouble with Kirk Herbstreit again on this, but what do you think about the scene as ESPN college game day goes to this big Pac-12 game, given the things that have happened with the conference and given ESPN's involvement with that? I think this is the only the, only the fifth top 10 matchup ever to go down in Husky stadium. It's a big game. Wow. And uh, that's a big deal. And so, you know, college game day is, is the, the mainstay, right? It's, 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 it's what it college football has been about. You know, our biggest complaint around this is, was the fact that they weren't celebrating a, a, a couple teams, but instead making fun of them. So, yeah, I think there's probably some resentment there. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, instead of, you know, a ton of cheering and everything. There could be, you know, some some uh, un unchoice words muttered towards uh, the likes of McAfee and, and Herb Street and their ilk. But um, you know, if they want to celebrate their team, uh, they'll be there in full force. It's a great venue. It's going to be dark, right? It's a West Coast thing, so it's going to be early in the morning, six a.m. out there Pacific time uh, on on you know Lake Washington. Not a, it, it's a really beautiful venue. Um, but also, I think the thing that's brought up and continued the animosity towards ESPN around this is is their inability to take any sort of accountability for that. Like, I mean, they just let McAfee go out there the next week and absolutely just kind of take a huge dump on Washington State and just call them out. Like, there was no accountability. You know, Herb Street, you know, you know, backing him up. I don't know what what McAfee's got on on Herb Street. I don't know if there's a P tape out there or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's 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 something um, that I could never quite understand. And then in then McAfee goes on uh, uh, on his show the next day and pretty much tells, you know, Washington State to F off. I mean, I just I just could not believe how they how they double down on that. And so I could see a reactionary uh, uh, moment from the likes of, uh, of fan bases out there. I also want to see what Washington State does two weeks from now when they have the ABC game. Uh, the 1230 ABC game, whether or not they even interact with the the ESPN crew that's coming in to call the game. I mean, I don't know if that'd be petty or not because they're they're there to, you know, lift up a team and showcase them and stuff, but I, I wouldn't. I I'd probably say, hey, you know what? You just come in to come into and call the game. You got our roster. 
go from there. Ryan Leaf, our guest on Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow. Um, so last year we saw TCU survive in advance probably six or seven times, right? Like it was uh, hectic every week. USC is also showing us that, but I, I just don't buy it like I bought TCU last year because of the defensive uh, just inefficiency that they have, yeah. right? What, what do you make of the matchup against Notre Dame and the fact that the Irish come off the loss to Louisville and now host the Trojans and Caleb Williams and a, a prolific offense week to week? Interesting that, that uh, uh, how much people have thought of the defense of USC that, that Notre Dame's a favorite in this game, to be, to be completely frank. Um, Caleb Williams is a one-man wrecking crew. But as I've said before, you cannot win without a complementary team at this level. You just can't. I don't care how good of a quarterback you are. This is not uh, the days of Cam Newton just fully taking over Auburn that year and leading to a national championship. As good as Caleb Williams is, he can't do that. And against a good team, they're ultimately going to lose when they get out physical. Notre Dame could do that. You got Oregon and Washington and Utah coming up as well uh, for them too. So, you know, unfortunately, this has been the the days old uh, tale around Lincoln Riley and, and his defenses, um, regardless of who the coordinator is. It's been Alex Grinch for the most part for the last few years. I told you guys in that Colorado game, I just felt like he tries to do too much. He's got the athletes, just line them up and let them go to work. His scheme sometimes gets too complicated and therefore gets them out of their gap integrity or their responsibility. And that's where things are gashed. Arizona really should have won that game last week. Um, so I suspect that uh, there's a reason why Notre Dame's favored in South Bend coming off that that loss to um, Louisville. I, I, I do think they have a really good shot of uh, giving USC their first loss this weekend. Ryan, what do you say to a locker room if you're Mario Cristobal with the gaff uh, after last week? And what do you expect from the Hurricanes who that has been all of the focus has been about that this week. They're on the road to take on North Carolina. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that locker room and that roster responds after they gave away, the coach gave away uh, the victory, uh, which you, you play for, you train for, you practice for, the victory formation. And they chose not to use it, and they end up losing. Uh, you know, I don't uh, know how well, you know, 18 to 23-year-olds compartmentalize those things. You know, do they hold that? tight to their their chest and are they like how could you screw us that way or you know or like most 18 to 23 year olds you know their attention span is pretty <laughs> pretty quick right and they're yeah. off to the next yeah. thing and and it's about you know playing in this big time game national you know game where everybody's going to be watching and um and and you go out and, and perform well and, and and beat a team like North Carolina and Drake May that would go a long ways you know and um sometimes you for somebody who was so darn competitive, when we would lose, it would just haunt me. And in, in the way we lost, it, it would haunt me more. But I find these guys being able to bounce back a little bit easier, um, I think they're just more mature. So Mario Cristobal is a heck of a football coach. He is. He motivates. He recruits. He has not been great with time management. It's plagued him his entire career uh, at Oregon. I have no doubts that he's going to get his guys ready to play against the Tar Heels and, and make this a good game. Uh, and I hope his his, pl his players are ready to go because I want it to be a good game. Whenever you watch the, the New England Patriots, when you see Mac Jones, do you see a Mac Jones problem with New England or is it much worse than that? Yeah, I don't see a Mac Jones problem. I know he's not playing well, but 
you know, I think this is a Bill Belichick problem. I think this started when um, Josh McDaniels took off after his rookie year where he was, you know, uh, a playoff contender. They got into the playoffs in the first round. Then they brought in a couple former defensive guys and just there was a regression that came with Mac Jones. They made him, I think, feel impotent around what he was supposed to do. And then Bill O'Brien came in and when things aren't going well, because you haven't had pieces around in terms of skill positions, um, you know, the focus is going to be placed on on the likes of Mac Jones. It's funny how usually it's the head coach and quarterback. It feels solely placed on the quarterback right now. And yep. you've got it. You have to take a really hard look at that if you're Robert Kraft going, you know, he may be the greatest coach of all time, but you know, Tom Landry was three and thirteen his final year before he was asked to asked to leave by Jerry Jones. Ryan, can we start talking about the 49ers possibly going 17 and 0? Not just because they're undefeated right now, but because of the way they're beating people. I know they got a trip coming up to Philly, and that's one to watch with the two undefeated teams right now in the league. But just how good is this 49ers team top to bottom? They're really good. Uh, and they have probably one of the, one not, one of, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. And and you can everybody can argue the system, that, this, that, and the other doesn't matter, right? At one point, Tom Brady was a system quarterback. And that doesn't mean it was a derogatory term. He just was great at what the offense needed to execute. And there's nothing that has showcased to me so far over the first five weeks that you're going to eliminate that from Brock Purdy. Some of the throws he made, the processing that he went through in that game against the Cowboys, against an elite defense, he is a franchise quarterback. Uh, There's no mistake about it. So, yeah, that's a real possibility. It's just such a long year, 17 games to win. You know, some of the games maybe at the end of the year will not be – meaningful games because they've already sewed up the division or whatever like that, or even the number one overall seed, those types of things that I, 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 that's why I don't think there could be an undefeated season. There's some really good teams out there. And if you don't show up every single week in this league, doesn't matter who you are, you'll get beat. And, uh, and so I, I doubt that they will be 17 and zero. but I do. Uh, I really kind of like my, my Super Bowl pick, especially last week when, before Buffalo played, I like, I had Buffalo, San Francisco, I think before the season started and, and I really like my my NFC choice because they are they are so much fun to watch. I mean, it was a it was over before it started against the Cowboys on Sunday night. Where do you put the Bills in the hierarchy right now? I put them right there at the top of the AFC. I really do. I mean, I still can't get over the fact that they flew out on Thursday night on the red eye. I, teams do that to the, London. The Titans are doing it right now. They're in the air right now. I know. Now. I do not understand it. The legs are going to be heavy, and that's exactly what we saw. You saw a team that had been in that time zone yeah. for an entire week and played a game, and you saw another team that was sluggish and didn't seem energized, and then they lose their you know, two best defensive players in the first half, and you're just like, you know, what are we going to do? So I, I expect them to come back and you know, you know, beat down on the Giants, you know, get right game with Brian Dable's return on Sunday night, and you know, keep trudging along. They beat the team they needed to in the East in Miami. And uh, they need to keep doing that and and to get to that place to be division champ and once again go through the playoffs. So I still think they're they're very much at the top uh, of the AFC. Check out the Straight Line pod. Ryan D. Leaf is how you can follow Ryan on social. Uh, Good Morning Football and, and much more uh, is where you can – he's all over the place. He's everywhere. Yeah, it's all right. over the place. All over the place. Right. Ryan, uh, Can't miss him. Hope you and the family are doing well. We'll catch up soon. We always enjoy this. You bet. Good to see you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Yep, Thanks, Ryan. To you. you too. Ryan Leaf. Uh, loving these visits. With Always him great. Each week. Yeah.
Fantastic. Uh, how about the the praise for Purdy? I'm I'm with him. Uh, Maybe the best quarterback I mean, in the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean he's he he processes. He's accurate. Uh, he, I think, in many times that quarterbacks don't get enough credit for keeping you out of a bad play, not necessarily always making the right play. Purdy's doing that too. Coming up, we've got some more headlines. We take a peek at Thursday night football, the matchups, and the best bets with points bet. That's next on Hot Mike. Been a fun show today. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow. Wrapping up a fast-paced show. Great uh, visits with uh, solid guests throughout. Tyler Matzik, Atlanta Braves uh, relief pitcher who's on the mend from Tommy John surgery, joined us. Chad, your Braves uh, first pitch coming up in, uh, what, an hour and a half roughly uh, or so? Two hours. It's a late one. I think it's 8.07 Eastern time, oh, 7.07 Central tonight. Okay. So uh, All right. a little more than two hours away. All right. Got the early yesterday and the yeah. later this one. Not bad. Uh, tonight, Season gets to last a little bit longer. That's always Kansas, nice. Kansas City and uh, at Denver tonight on Thursday Night Football. And we'll give our picks in just a moment. If you haven't taken your shot with PointsBet, now's the perfect moment. Big reason why. Exclusively first-time PointsBet users, you can grab this unique offer. Right now, new PointsBet users can get up to $1,000 in second-chance bets. If your first bet doesn't go as planned, PointsBet has your back with a second chance. You can get this offer by visiting nowkick.com slash bet. You complete the registration process right there with PointsBet. And then you make your first bet. If your first bet happens to lose, then that's when the second chance bets come into play. Remember, terms and conditions apply. You've got to be 21 or older in legal gambling states. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Head over to outkick.com slash bet right now to snag this offer. Chad, is it uh, 10 and a half? Is that the spread tonight? Yeah, I initially night? looked, it was 11. It's at 10 and a half right now. I, I, I like the Broncos to cover. I think they have a good effort tonight. Um, I, I don't think Kansas City is firing on all cylinders right now. They're not, yeah. I think Casey wins the game, but I, I like Broncos plus 10 and a half in this one. So I, I agree. I'm staying away from the spread. Um, I'm going to take the under, though, for the reasons you just stated. Kansas City doesn't have this, you know, juggernaut of an offense that's putting up, what, eighth, I believe, in points, seventh in points right now in scoring. Uh, now, they're averaging 26 points per game. I mean, across the league, they're, you know, vast majority of the league would take that immediately. Um, Denver has one of the worst defenses that we've seen. And, yeah, it's going to be a, a tall task for the Broncos, but it's just not a high-scoring Kansas City offense currently. I would take the under at 47 and a half. Whew. And um, I Low think it's just under. Your, your, your slog of a Thursday night football game. I mean, the, the attention will be there based on Taylor Swift, who will be in attendance at Arrowhead. Sounds like Kelsey's playing. And yeah, there's your update on why so many eyeballs will be on the Thursday night football product tonight. Because uh, this Broncos team is... While Russell Wilson is second in the league, I believe, in uh, passing yards. He's first in touchdown passes. It hasn't been an awful season to start for him, the connection with Sean Payton and, and Russell Wilson. On the defensive side, though, Chad, yeah, there's no way you can back uh, Denver uh, for anything other than, to me, you're playing the, the over-under or just your, your game props. I like, uh, uh, right now, it's... Uh, Russell Wilson over under 19 and a half rushing yards. I would take the over. 
underrated part of tonight's broadcast. Go ahead. The amount of animosity Al Michaels will have towards any showing of Taylor Swift. You think so? He is going to be the biggest crotchety old man about this the entire time. And I'm getting tired of it also, so maybe I'm an old man as well, just like Al Michaels. He is not going to play ball with Taylor Swift the entire time. He has gotten more and more. Even this year, I love when he had to read the promo for, I think, Commander's Bears, and he just did it deadpan. Next week, Commander's Bears. And they're just playing the music, and he would say nothing else. I'm telling you that that's going to be an underrated aspect of this game tonight is Al Michaels' unwillingness to play ball the way other announcers have with Taylor Swift. Imagine if Denver wins this game. Or maybe it'll excite them, thinking that a lot of people are watching again. They lose to the Jets and turn around and beat Kansas City at home. It'd be crazy. The, the, the issues with Kansas City are at wide receiver for me. This, this is the game to have the breakout, get it right game and matchup against the Denver defense. I just can't wait to hear Al Michaels have uh, Swifty song references throughout the broadcast. That's what I care about. We'll see if he could do that. I, I, Al Michaels, uh, I don't know how what the streak is, but any time that he's uh, talking about dinner, it's always a steak, always filet. The dude eats nothing but filet Yeah, every single day of his life. When you're Al Michaels, you can do that. That's uh, that's his lunch. That's he, He's looking for a lunch spot, and he's saying, where – who has the best filet in town? For, he knows. And Kirk Herbstreit saying, for lunch, Al? You want to go? Yeah, for lunch. Let's go get a filet. How happy do you think Amazon is about the Taylor Swift development? That's, oh, that's the thing, is the networks are loving it. Based Prime, on videos, the numbers. Prime Video is very happy. Yes. Uh, Chad, you're not very happy about last week's NFL Eliminator pick. We bring no, in I Dave think Hudson I went with the well. Commanders, right? Um, is that what I went with? Yeah. Yep. All right. Commanders end up losing. So, Davey, am I eliminated? You are. All right. See you guys. I mean, technically, if it makes you feel better, we gave you another opportunity to come back in after week one. So, Chad's but, out. Chad's out of here. So, how are we, we doing? Still, we still So, now we continue this, Davey, right? So, we get the, a loss, uh, and then I'm out because I lost last week as well. Uh, I took Houston, and I was feeling great. Feeling great until the short drive well, ended up with a chip shot. Uh, it was longer than that, but the chip shot allowed Atlanta to win at the horn. Definitely a close game, and you mentioned it during your one big thing. I mean, Desmond Ritter still undefeated at home. He's oh, able look, to I'm back. Make it happen. Good, Chad. You get to now rate our selections today, if you don't mind. Oh, I've got a beverage here. I'm, um, I'm ready to go. Yeah, let's go. Let's rate you guys. I'm, I'm taking Miami. I've lucked out because I haven't uh, used them yet in the NFL Eliminator picks. Uh, this is the layup game, at least on paper, given the uh, prolific offense of the Miami Dolphins and uh, what's, <laughs> what's not going to happen uh, for the 0-5, soon-to-be 0-6 Carolina Panthers. You think the running back situation plays a role at all for the Dolphins? Uh, no, I don't. No, he does not. Uh, can I rate the pick now as the first loser of this competition that's been eliminated? Absolutely. Great pick, Hutton. Well, thank you. That's a really good one. That's that's one that I – I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing for you, but I would have circled that one first on my list. It does suck, though, that A-Chain's out. You know, he's – Sucks on my I, fantasy team, too. Injured reserve. Yeah. Back to Rashad White for me. All right, Davey. 
I am going with the Philadelphia Eagles over the New York football Jets. Philly kind of weekend. Yeah, I just don't uh, trust Zach Wilson at all. He's not going to be able to do anything against this defense. And while I like Brees Hall, I think on most Sundays he's able to give the team at least that little boost. I mean, you saw him break that one long run against the Broncos. You're not doing that to this Philadelphia Eagles defense. I mean, that line has been the best in the league by far. And if you know, all I got to do is stop the run, which is what Philly has to do whenever they're going up against Zach Wilson. Pretty easy defensive game plan. So it is on the road. It is at MetLife, but it's not going to make a difference when it's all said and done. Do you guys find yourself rooting for the Jets? just so they stay somewhat relevant so we can keep talking about it and watching this Zach Wilson jet story. I I'm all in on them. I want them to I would love for them to be they're going this to be com- love it. They're going to be competitive with the defense, the playing the way it is. Um the problem is they're going to get in these crunch crunch situations and Wilson's not that guy. You know, not he, that guy he's not he's not the consistent playmaker. Uh and I th- people went crazy uh, with what he did a week ago, and I'm thinking it's the Denver Broncos defense that you know that that's a massive uh, upside upswing for Wilson. Uh, that was going still against a close game. Group. It was a close game, but I'm saying Wilson wire. made the plays against the Denver Broncos defense. Um, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not. It, it, it takes on Kansas City. He's fumbling. You know that, that that's the difference. It, it, in, it's going to have to be a game. I where, think the Jets are going to be competitive down the wire for a, a wild card spot because the seventh spot is available now. I don't think they're a playoff team. Well, so weird circumstances in the KC game because defense was awful to start the game. They're down 17. Now they spotted them 17 points. Zach Wilson legitimately gets hot. He was great. He looks really good. And then they have a chance. And then him not being that guy screws it up and fumbles a snap and loses the game that way. Right. And there's some controversial calls and all that. The way they win is defense doesn't spot the opponent 17 points. They're great because they are great. And it's that Zach Wilson, it's there for him just not to screw it up. That's how they beat Philly. I hope. Uh, so that's how they beat off. anyone. I mean, I, I love watching that kid play. He's electric, but just imagine like if he had Aaron Rodgers right now, like what he'd yep. be able to do to a lot of these defenses. Chad, uh, if you had a pick, can I guess who it would be? Sure. Baltimore. That would have been uh, one of my choices. I probably would have gone um, with yours, Hutton, if I had a pick in front of you. I would have gone Dolphins. Uh, Baltimore's a good one. I, I, I like Ryan Leaf. I don't like this whole situation where one team is there four days in advance of the well, other team. That's up to the team. Totally up you to know, the team. It's, uh, you now, wanna... the Bills got a raw deal. Because they were playing the second game for Jacksonville in a row, right in London, and that was but that they, was a they, tough draw. They could have also left they could have on gone Monday early in the week. Yep, and and chose not to do that. Uh, the last time the Titans flew there, it, it was the same flight. They leave at like two thirty local time on a Thursday. They arrive uh, in London on Friday morning when they land, and then they just go about the two days. And, and it's it's two things. Number one, they the last time they did that, Chad, they. We went down to the wire against the Chargers, and they went for two and lost in regulation. Um, but the, I think why teams choose to fly later in the week is the practice schedules and the facilities. The Titans, when we were there, and Chad, you'll remember, they stayed at the castle yeah. about an hour outside of London. What was the name of the actual place you stayed uh, at? Do you remember? I, I 
if you had not have asked me, I could have told you. Uh, yeah. I'll, nonetheless, there was this. I remember the one night four, we got it, to hang out. It was like a real process for you to even get just, back. Yeah, to I where mean, it, you it was an hour and a half drive. Of London. For the conversation, just call it Buckingham Palace. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. wasn't that. Uh, it was a cat. It was like you stayed a, with Pippa. It's like the guest home of Buckingham Palace is what right. it would look like. Where Pippa stays. Uh, sure. Uh, but they have like a three or four acre lawn. And that is where the Titans were scheduled to go through their walkthroughs. What they couldn't control and what they, you know, didn't expect, but it happens. I mean, there are horses all over this lawn the day before the Titans arrived. So they didn't want players like turning an ankle. I mean, it was like, so you would rather have your own environment at home and then fly out whenever you, whenever it's necessary Get there for a day. They don't want to Oh, by the way, oh, it, it, there's also, I mean, I, I didn't sleep. That won't shock anyone. I didn't sleep on the flight over. But it's not like they're flying commercial elbow to elbow. They have sleeping pods. They're, you know, uh, feeding them melatonin. Did as you they get, get a sleeping on. pod also? No. No, 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 no. There, okay. It was a double decker uh, version of I just Airlines really wanted to hear about a sleeping pod to see if you, uh, I mean, I would, I'd be able to sleep in one of those. All the, all the players have a sleeping pod. And that's why you, you will see. Uh, maybe they keep a, a, a players that would normally travel if they're not playing. They kept a handful of the, uh, you know, the inactives that knew they were going to be inactive back because you want to maximize the space that you have on the flight. So it's not that difficult. But I will say, if you don't sleep, because I did, that jet lag was real. Chad, we, we both of us were just, you know, drained. Uh, and it, it, you know, I've, I've been on long flights before over and. It, for whatever reason, that that one zapped me, and I, I was thinking, man, if if this is a you know your star quarterback or a, your running back that needs to show up because the other guy's hurt, and he feels like this on game day, it's uh, it's different, and more and more teams too are choosing not to take the bye week because you have the option when you get back from the London trip, you can take the bye week. You can tell the NFL that's when you want it. Otherwise, there you don't really have control over it. Jacksonville's not taking it this week. Uh, yeah. Atlanta didn't take theirs last week. Hun, do you remember who I sat next to on my flight over? I do not. I sat next to, and I forget the player. It was an offensive lineman for the Chargers playing the Titans. His wife, that was a member of the gold medal winning U.S. Oh. women's ice hockey team. And she gave me melatonin on the flight. And we talked, and I could not sleep. I maybe slept 15 minutes the whole yeah. time. I watched three movies. Get there, and you're right. I mean, you are a zombie if you lay down. I think I laid down for 30 minutes when I got to the hotel. That was a mistake because then I had to try to get myself up to just walk around the city to go do our show. Yeah, you that. had to go meet meet up with me at the Barrow Boy and Banker Pub. That's right, Michael Scofield. to do a show. It was a, it was a nice. Oh, is that spot. who it was, Michael Scofield? I looked up U.S. Women's Ice Hockey Team husband. So, uh, maybe. is it more than one? Maybe. We're back at it tomorrow. The Friday edition kicks off at 3 p.m. Eastern. Hot Mike with Ed and Withrow across the Outkick Network.